0: Romans chapter 8, begin verse 14, it says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. All who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. This, uh, this past trip that we went to D.C., me and my wife were, were checking into the hotel. Uh, we were spending a couple of days having our Valentine's Day in Washington, D.C., and uh, so when we checked into the hotel, it was, it was already about 11 o'clock at night. There was a man that was checking us in and immediately as I, as I met him, I knew that he was, he was born again, that he was saved, that God was upon his life, that the spirit of God was in him. And so it wasn't just, how can I help you? And I'll, and i tell him my, my issue that I'm checking in. It was, Hey brother, how are you? I've never seen this man before. I've never met him. But I know the Spirit of God in him, and the Spirit of God that's in him is the Spirit of God in me. And because of the Spirit of God inside of both of us, we are now brothers in Christ. And so just checking in, it was a pleasant experience. I was with family, amen? I thank God when we get together in the church, because when we come together in the church, we're all family in Christ Jesus, because of the Spirit of God that's inside of us. And so when we see each other, sister, brother, sister, brother, I want to tell you, I'm a pastor, and one of the things that I need help in and pray for me is remembering people's names. I meet people all the time, and I see people all the time, and and, and it's... It's difficult for me to remember everybody's name. It's not that I don't want to. It's just that, you know, my Rolodex is getting full. And if I only see you here and there and, you know, don't get a lot of fellowship time with you, it's kind of difficult for me to remember your names. There are pastors in the church I'm still trying to remember their names. But I love you. And I bless you. It's not that I don't like you. It's it's just, you know, I only have so much capacity. Amen? But I know the Holy Ghost in you. I know the Spirit of God in you. And so you're my sister, you're my brother. You're my family. Because of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says those that are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. And so if the Spirit of God is leading you and you are following Him, that is an identifier that you are a son of God. This a couple, About two weeks ago, on national TV, there was a talk show that criticized the Vice President of the United States because he, he opened up about his faith in Jesus Christ. And he said, I, am, I hear from God and I follow the Holy Ghost. And so they criticized him because he says he hears from from God and he's following God. So they criticized him because he made a statement about the way he conducts his faith. And I want to tell you, if you are Christian and you don't hear from God, there's something wrong with you. There's not something wrong with those that hear from God. The Bible says those that that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And so if you cannot hear from God, there's something wrong. It's okay. God wants to help you today. I want to talk to you about how to hear from God. How to be led by the Holy Spirit today. Because there's no reason why you cannot have a personal, intimate relationship with the Holy Ghost. Where he walks with you, and he talks with you, and he teaches you, and he leads you, and he guides you. Amen. And he guides you into victory. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, today's your day. Hallelujah. Now go with me to John chapter 20. You have to understand that God has a plan and purpose for your life. And if God has a plan and purpose for your life, do you think that he's just going to leave you to your own devices to finally, figure just in hopes of figuring it out? No. He is going to empower you to fulfill the purpose and the plan that he has for you. And the way he does that, he does that by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. Amen. In John chapter 20, beginning in verse 19, that Sunday evening, The disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Tell your neighbor, receive the, receive the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them to receive the Holy Spirit. They walked, they talked, they slept, they ate, they, they traveled together for throughout Jesus' entire ministry. But it wasn't until Jesus died on the cross, was buried in the grave, rose from the dead, that now they could receive the Holy Ghost. Why? Because The Holy Spirit can only live in righteous vessels. He can only live inside people that their sins have been washed away. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, the blood that was shed at the cross of Calvary was payment for your sins, my sins, and the sins of mankind. So that there was no more unrighteousness on us, no more guilt of sin, no more shame. No, Jesus Christ paid the price of his blood to wash them all away. The Bible says he makes us white as snow. You are innocent. Tell your neighbor you are innocent. The enemy will tell you that you're guilty. The enemy will try to get you to, to look at yourself and, and see all the brokenness and all the destruction and all the, the things that you might have done that you are ashamed of, that done to yourself and done to others. But when you put your eyes upon Jesus and his blood, his blood was more valuable to pay for all the sins of mankind, all the brokenness of mankind, amen. And so because of his blood, your sins have been washed away. You have now been made righteous, amen. You didn't earn righteousness, you were made righteous, amen. Tell your neighbor, I've been made this way amen because there's a lot of people that are saying now that you're a christian you got to work on doing good if you're working to do good you have not been made righteous the, the the whole life of christianity the whole life of walking with god is hearing from the holy spirit and following his ways Jesus does not change us from the outside in. He changes us from the inside out. He changes our hearts so the things that we wanted to do uh, of sin and death, the things that hurt others and the things that that hurt ourselves, those things, the desire to do those things are removed our life. And we begin to, to want to do things that are honoring God. We we begin to desire to, to walk in God's ways because the Spirit of God is leading us into that revelation. The Spirit of God is the one leading us into the abundant life. Our hearts are changed because of the Holy Ghost, amen? So we are made righteous, not because of our discipline, but because of what Jesus has done in us, amen? Hallelujah. And so Jesus said, he went to the disciples, he breathed on them, and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Every one of us have to receive the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is only welcome, can only come to places that, that welcome His presence. There are a lot of churches that people go in, they do the rituals, they do the the entire service, but God's presence is not there. They think a picture on the wall will be the presence of God. They think a cross will be the presence of God. They think saying a prayer is the presence of God. None of those things are the presence of God. Only the Holy Spirit and His only Holy Spirit carries the presence of God. And He can only come into a place that welcomes Him. There are a lot of people, they say, I come into this church, and it's so different. Why is it different? Because we welcome the presence of God. We don't make room for people. We make room for God. And because we make room for God, God shows up. And wherever His presence shows up, wherever His presence is manifested, glory is revealed. The sick are healed the bound are set free the lost are saved because of the presence of almighty god because of the holy ghost the holy spirit god the father jesus the son the three are all god and the three are one jesus walked in this world he went to the cross he died on, on the cross, he was buried, he rose again, and then he rose, the Bible says, he's seated at the right-hand side of the Father. That's where he is right now, amen? But Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to be with us, amen? Amen. In, in, um, in John, well, Jesus said in John 14, verse 16, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate who will never leave you. That's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is with us. The word advocate in Greek means paraclete, and that means a helper. We have a helper to walk a life of victory, we have a helper. To fulfill the plan of God for our life. This one man who was, who was building a church, and he could only go so far, and he looked at the needs of the church and needs of the people, and he looked at himself and he said, I'm not able to do this because the needs are so great. There's not enough money. There's not enough time. The people have so many issues and so many problems. What can I do? But God began to speak to him and say, listen, you're not by yourself. I am with you. And he began to look at the Holy Spirit as his helper. Understand this, the Holy Ghost, uh, you're not, walk, you're not working by yourself. You are working together with the Holy Ghost. He is not way back there and you in the front. He is right at your side. Where you are weak, He is strong. What you cannot do, He will do. A lot of times we look at ourselves and we, we, we stop ourselves from imagining what our life can become. God says, I'm going to make you great. I'm going I'm I'm to show you my glory. I'm going to use you to change other people's lives. I'm going to use you to be a blessing. But we look at ourselves and we look at our past and we think we cannot do it. You have to stop looking at yourself and look at your past and start looking to your helper, the Holy Ghost, knowing that he is with you. When you begin to look at him and his glory and the power of God, the same power that raised Christ from the dead. He's living and dwelling inside of you. He's walking with you. Is He's is there to help you. The things you could not live by yourself, now you can live because the Holy Ghost is the one that's lifting you. The Bible says we should have faith in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I was with a, a, a friend, and he saw one of the services that we had conducted. Everyone that we prayed for received healing bodies that were mangled they were they, right in front of our eyes people who couldn't walk started walking people who couldn't who couldn't do things their bodies were healed and and people who were bound by devils those devils began to, to to leave them and they were set free and joy had filled that 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 place and the man looked looked at at me and and he saw what god was doing through my ministry and immediately he began to dream he said you know what you know what pastor kevin We we should do a a crusade that travels all across the country and bring healing to as many people. And it wasn't even, I'm asking you to do, he was looking at me, he says, we're going to do this. And he began to dream of what the possibilities would be if I was walking with him. He shouldn't have been dreaming of what the possibilities could be if I was walking with him. He should have been dreaming of what the possibilities of what God could do with him as he is walking with the Holy Ghost. Amen. When you walk with the Holy Ghost, there ain't no more limits. There's no more boundaries. There is no more limits to your life. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen. 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 And so you have an advocate. You have a helper. He will teach you. He will lead you. He'll tell you things that will come. He will, he will give you direction. And he's speaking. He is speaking, but, and he wants to speak to you more and more and more. But are you listening? Are you listening? Are you obeying? Are you following? Because the Holy Ghost will tell you to do things that don't make natural sense. And you'll find yourself doing things, but the only reason you did it is because the Holy Ghost told you to do it. Amen. Amen. And as the Spirit of God leads you and begins to speak to you, it's important that you obey. Because if you are obedient, you are making room to hear the voice of the Lord. Amen. When me and Veronica started dating, we were, we were juniors in, in high school. Maybe we, we, might, we must have been uh, talking for about two or three weeks, and I already knew that she was going to be my wife. And she knew it too. But the reason we knew that, we, the, re, the reason I could tell you the reason why I knew that, that she was going to be my wife, I could tell you this today, I didn't recognize it then, but the reason why I knew Veronica was going to be, be my wife was because the Holy Ghost was speaking to both of us that we were supposed to be together. When I, was, when I graduated from high school, I didn't know what I was going to do. I had all these different opportunities. But I was confused. I didn't want to mess up my life. And the pressure of making decision for my, myself was overwhelming. I found myself alone in the church. And I just began to worship God. And the Holy Spirit walked in. His presence was so tangible. I could feel it. He walked right behind me. And he put his arms of love upon me. Where literally my arms were like this. And I began to. Just be embraced by the hug. And then all the pressure and all the strain of, of, of that decision making was just lifted off my shoulders. I was set free. And I had the word of the Lord. God that he gave me was that, that I was in his plan and his purpose and that I will succeed. I didn't understand everything he was going to do in my life, but I knew that he had a plan for me. And I was able to have peace because he had a plan for me. Amen. One year, the Lord told me, he said, this year, I'm taking out the fear of death off of your life. Didn't understand that. But not, not even a, a, a few months later, I had people that wanted to kill me. I had sicknesses that had tried to attack my body. And I found myself in a place where I had to study heaven so much because I was at the verge where I thought that I might be going there soon. But when I started studying heaven, and I found out how good heaven was, I wanted to go so bad. (laughs) I had to shut my Bible, and I said, Lord, I need to stop reading this, because I need to stop studying heaven, because it's so good, I want to go. Literally, the fear of dying just left. When the Lord woke me up one morning, and I heard his voice. He said, go. I didn't know where I was going, but the Lord was sending me to nations, and I found myself traveling hundreds of thousands of miles around the world, many times alone in in different types of airports and airplanes, and you, you get up there, and there's some stuff that happens sometimes. But when you're up there and you know that you're on your way to heaven no matter what, you, it starts getting bumpy, you start getting excited, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I get to see Jesus. Then we steady off, I'm like, okay, praise God. <laughs> the Spirit of God will speak to you. When I, when I, I remember when I first became pastor, the, there was a family in the church. The husband had a severe heart attack. They gave me a phone call. They said, Pastor, the, the wife asked, Pastor, will you come pray for my, my husband? He had a heart, a heart attack. The doctor's given a 20% chance of living. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm a pastor. I need to prepare the family to, to see their, their husband die, the father die. Because the doctor said there's no way he could survive here without getting a heart transplant. Only 20% of his heart works. But if he goes to Houston to get the heart transplant... That he would die along the way so they didn't want to move him. They just put him up with a bunch of drugs and they left him there. And so I'm walking into the the hospital. And I asked God, I said, God, what do I have for this family? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He says, you have my word. I got so excited. I said, yes, Lord. That's all I need is your word. Because your word says the believer will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And I got hands and I'm a believer. I walked into that hospital with the word of the Lord, but the Spirit of God spoke to me, and and I walked into that hospital, and I put my hands upon that man. Nobody was there. I walked out of that hospital just trusting God. The next day, the wife called me up. She said, Pastor, you won't believe it. I said, yes, I will. Tell me. She said, "The, the doctor just told us they don't know what happened, but the heart, it's as if it's brand new. There's no scar tissue, and it's working completely. All you need is to hear from the voice of God and obey the voice of the Lord. I want to give you three ways of hearing on on how to hear from the Holy Spirit. How to hear from the Holy Spirit. Number one, you must have hunger for Him. You must desire to be with Him. You know, a a lot of people, they want the manifestations of the glory of god they want god to be a healer they want god to to use them but they don't want god listen if you don't want god god cannot trust you with the true riches it's out of that hunger and that desire and that love for him that you will begin to enter into personal relationships the Bible talks about the kingdom of God is that like a, like a man who finds a, a treasure and he sells everything he has to buy the land where the treasure is. If you're not willing to walk away from everything just to be with God, God can't really speak to you. I was saved many years. I knew Jesus Christ was my Lord and Savior. I came to every church service and I sang every song and I prayed every prayer and I clapped at every time to clap, but I did not have personal relationship. Jesus was only my religion. There's a difference between religion and relationship. It's not about getting a piece of paper that says that you are married. It's about entering into intimacy, knowing that that you are with the Holy Ghost. And you must have hunger to be with them. Hunger gets you to church early. Hunger gets you to, to, to fall on your face and pray in the middle of the night. Hunger is what causes you to step out of the normal scene and press into the, the things that are real. Hunger will take you in. I found myself crying out to God, I need you, I need to hear from you. I, I need to hear your voice. I need you to speak to me. I, I, I need to know that you are not just real, but I need to know that, that you are leading me every day of my life. It's, it's amazing how, how many times we hear from God when we finally get to the end of ourselves. For some people, the only time they hear from God is when all hell breaks loose, when everybody walks away from them, and then finally, they turn to God. Why don't you just turn to God before any of that stuff happens? Why don't you just learn to live walking with Him so that whenever the enemy tries to attack you, you already got victory before the battle. Amen? I mean, they can attack the things that people can see, but they they cannot attack the relationship that you have with your God. I remember there was a time where where the, the Apostle Paul was was directed by the Holy Ghost to go to a place that he was going to face many persecutions and everybody stopped and prophesied to him don't go over there it's going to cause you great persecution but Paul already knew because the Holy Ghost told him the Holy Ghost told him listen you're going to go but I'm going to be with you there was a time where the where the boat that they were in was attacked by wind and waves and everybody was crying that they were going to sink but the holy ghost gave them gave them a uh, direction he said don't worry all will be saved when the holy ghost speaks you could hear from him clearly and bring peace to your situation and purpose and destiny to your life amen but it starts number one you must hunger for him number two he will speak to you through the word he'll speak to you through the word the word of god will become revelation to you when you open up the Word of God and begin to read the Holy Spirit will begin to read with you. Amen. there are times that, that, that when you don't have a relationship and have not grown in your in your hunger for the, the relationship with the Lord and the hunger for the Holy Spirit that the spirit that you will read the Bible and the Bible are just words so it becomes a little boring after a while you start reading things and you're thinking this is this is not a novel. This is not this. You're looking for the physical, the physical appeal that normally would happen when you read a novel or a magazine or a story, and you're looking for those things, and it's just, you know, it's like words. But when you read the Bible with the Holy Ghost upon your, a Holy Ghost on your life, walking with you, it's not, you're no longer reading the words. It's like you are in the Bible walking in the streets with Jesus. When the woman pressed in to touch the hem of Jesus' garment, you feel like you're amongst the crowd watching her go in and touch the hem of her garment and being healed. When Jesus began to break and bless the the bread and the fish, you almost feel like you're eating the food with them. When you have the Holy Ghost with you, he gives you revelation. The word is no longer just spoken to your ears, it explodes in your heart. When I preach the gospel here, I'm preaching under the the conviction of the Holy Spirit. That's why the words that I speak are not speaking to your ears. I'm speaking to your heart. There's just something about that. There's just something there. There, There's something about this man. It's the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And so he'll speak to you through his word. He'll show you things. He'll show you things in the word of God that become convictions in your life and you begin to follow those ways and you reap a blessing. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And then the third way to hear from the Holy Ghost is the inward witness. Everybody say the inward witness. It's that still, small voice. That inspiration that he puts inside your heart to do something. To do something. to, 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 To say something. I remember one time I was praying for the youth and I went to go pray for this one girl. And I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me in that still small voice. I didn't hear with my physical ears. It was a still small voice. But it began to rise up inside me. And, and I looked at that girl and I just, I, 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 told her what the Holy Spirit told me to tell her. The Holy Spirit told me to tell her new song. So I looked, and I said, hey, hey, new song, new song. As soon as I said new song, that's all I said, new song, she began to cry. Later on, after I prayed for her, I asked her, I said, what did that word mean to you? What did new song mean to you? And she tells me, she said, every night I'd be asleep and the Holy Ghost would come into my room and wake me up and give me a new song. And I would begin to write down the new song, the words and the music. So beautiful. But for a couple of weeks, it's like I I cannot hear from him. And I've been crying out to, to the Holy Ghost to give me a new song. And so that word was just telling me that he had heard my cry. Amen. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give God praise. Amen. Those are the three ways on how to hear from the Holy Ghost. Hunger, through the word, and through the inward witness. Amen. Now, you're going to go through trials in your life. You're going to go through situations. There are going to be things that you're not going to understand and not know what to do. And if you're not in one right now, there's one on the way. As long as you're living, Jesus said, in this world, in this world, there will be persecution. There will be tribulations. There will be struggles. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, my father used to say, listen, if you don't want nobody to, 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 to criticize you, if you don't want anybody to come against you, there's only three things you have to do. You have to say nothing, be nothing, and do nothing. You do those three things, nobody will, will say anything about you. But, but in this world, there will be troubles. There's things that are going to happen. And Jesus said to be of good cheer that, we've, that he's overcome the world. Amen? But you are not by yourself. The Holy Ghost is with you. And so in the midst of your persecution, he will give you direction. Many times there will be prophetic words that will rise up being spoken to you through the word of God or through men and women of God that, that God has put in their heart to speak to you. That will help you in those seasons, even before you enter those seasons, amen? The Holy Spirit will tell you what's going to happen in your life. That's why you need to to hear from the Holy Ghost, amen? But here's the thing. Every trial, listen to this. Every trial, every persecution is an opportunity to grow in confidence in hearing the voice of the Holy Ghost. Every trial is an opportunity... To grow in confidence that God is real and that God has given you a word. Because what will see you to the other side is the voice and the word of God. What will see you to the other side is the word of the Lord. And so the word of the Lord will rise up and you will hold on to it. You will hold on to it knowing that this is the revelation of the Holy Ghost. When you go through a financial struggle and it looks like the bills are, there's no way to put food on the table. But you grab a hold of the word of God that says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be provided You can rest assured that the provision is on its way as you begin to worship the Lord You can have faith and confidence in God as being your source and your supply When you're going through a situation where you got a bad report from the doctors and doctors told you that your body is not doing too well That it's sick You could grab a hold of a report of the Lord in Isaiah 53.5 that says, and by his stripes, I am healed. Every trial, every struggle is an opportunity to grow in hearing the voice of the Lord. Amen. The one thing I love about trials and struggles is it removes all the other clutter and it makes your intimate relationship with God so important. When you are going through something difficult, don't run away from God, Run to God. Yeah, there are a lot of people that they use it as an excuse to run. I'm just going to give up to what? Yeah, to <laughs> I'm going to run, like like you're punishing God. Listen, God was not the author of, of that, that struggle. God was not the one that, that caused you to, to be involved in that mess. That is a work of the devil. That's what the devil does. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus will give you life, and he'll give you abundant life. He will give you victory if you run to him. And it looks like, I don't know what's going to happen. My marriage is struggling. My, my life is, is falling apart. But if you run back to the Lord, the Lord knows how to put it all back together again. You have to understand this. I want you to hear this. I want you to see this. When God shaped man in the ground from the dirt, the Bible says that he breathed and man became a living soul. What did Jesus do to his disciples? He breathed, received the Holy Ghost receive the life giver receive the one that death cannot overtake receive the holy ghost that's why it's so important you walk with him because you cannot be defeated amen hallelujah and i love it because when you walk with the holy ghost he makes you look good the world is thinking, how can this person, how can this person make it through that? And then you just, you're just, just holding on to the Holy Ghost. You don't understand. You know, you might look real cool on the outside and everybody's like, wow, look at this person. Look how they walk in authority and power. But, but they don't see you in the middle of the night on your face crying out to God, oh, Jesus, you better be with me, Lord Jesus. And enjoying the presence of God. But when you rise up, you rise up in victory. Amen. He makes you look good. He makes you look good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.